0: Nisa Bolivanaka, you're listening to Pacific Waves from RNZ Pacific. I'm Elisha phone Coming up first...
1: Some of them may not vote, but they have relatives in Fiji.
0: The former Fiji Prime Minister and People's Alliance Party leader, Tete Vinita is on the campaign trail in New Zealand.
2: You see every single tongue now here in that's just
3: pride in
0: us. Rugby league fans come out in full force in South Auckland to rally behind the Kiwis and Matemaatonga.
3: The Stars is a navigational tool. I think there's a deep connection there between Tangata Whenua and Pacific peoples. A Pacific
0: take on Aotearoa's first indigenous holiday, Matariki. The former Fiji Prime Minister and People's Alliance Party leader, Sitiveni Ramboka, is on the campaign trail in New Zealand. Despite the drama with Sodelipa, which led to the formation of his new party, Ramboka is still touted as the strongest opposition candidate to take on Frank Bainimarama's Fiji First. Ramboka and his deputy Linda Tabuya arrived in the country on Thursday and are being hosted by the Fijian community in Auckland this weekend. He spoke to RNZ Pacific senior journalist, Kuroi Hawkins, who started out by asking him about his visit to New Zealand.
1: Thank you very much. as you uh, understand, Kuroi, we are moving towards general, uh, general elections. We are still hoping at the moment for a date to be announced pretty soon, but uh, we can work out the uh, likelihoods. And uh, there is a budget coming up. And the only time when all the polling stations uh, will be free would be school holidays and... Uh, one after the budget would be in December, so we're looking at December. they could make it at any time and just tell the schools don't come to school and I'm here to talk to the supporters who are here. We do not have a branch in New Zealand, so most of our supporters here have not formed themselves into a a branch or to into a chapter, and I'm just out to uh, uh, to talk to them. They've been very supportive uh, on this journey, and that's why I'm here.
4: And, and it's an interesting sort of, we've seen also in Samoa with Fiamme uh, reaching out to the diaspora again here with the Fiji election. Why is it important to, to be talking to people outside of Fiji that aren't living in Fiji for elections nowadays?
1: It's very important to speak to the diaspora because uh, some of them may not vote. Uh, some of them are now citizens and uh, may not vote, but they have relatives in Fiji. And politics will affect their relatives. And it's good for them to know how things are and how things could turn out if we do not have the change that we advocate.
4: In the case of, of, um, again, um, with Fiamme, there was also a fundraising aspect to to overseas um, election um, campaigning. Is that the case here as well?
1: That is also the case. Uh, You know that uh, Fiji is feeling the uh, impacts of... uh, COVID-19 economic effect and also the, uh, the rising uh, food prices and the reduction of employment opportunities, hours at work and uh, things like that. That has uh, reduced our income earning capacities and so many of us have been relying on uh, uh, government handouts which is not healthy for a nation. And We would like to encourage people to find out their own uh, alternative uh, methods of uh, coping with the crises that we are now facing, health and uh, economic, and also to communicate those back to those at home. They are also here to thank the people for the remittances. $1.5 billion came into Fiji over the last two years, and a lot of that came from uh, New Zealand, Australia, and America. We are very grateful to the three governments of the United States, of Australia, and New Zealand for hosting the diaspora.
4: One of your strongest campaign messages has been about poverty. Uh, Estimates around almost 50% of Fijians now um, are living in hardship. How do you propose uh, to deliver on this promise?
1: Those are universal meters that are applied. And uh, for Fiji, it, it can be effectively much lower if we were to revert to our own traditional, and customary ways of, uh, of living. Uh, unfortunately, many of the formerly rural dwellers have moved to the urban centers where you must be earning to be able to maintain a, a respectable and acceptable way of life and living standards and so on. Uh, those uh, surveys and uh, the questions were put out to mostly those in the uh, informal settlement areas where the figures are very high. And it's true, they, according to universal uh, meters and uh, measures, yes, we are going through very difficult times. And the only way to do that is to increase, give them opportunities to, to earn more. Uh, those that are living in the villages now can earn a lot more. Somebody sent out a, a message this morning, calculating the income per ton of cassava and dalo. It's uh, way, way, way more than what we get from sugar in the international market.
4: That that ties into, th- this pandemic has really exposed how dependent Fiji is on tourism. This really hit Fiji hard. What is your economic vision for Fiji?
1: We just don't want to be relying totally on one cow uh, providing the milk. We'll need to be looking at other areas. We have to diversify our economy to be able to uh, weather these uh, economic storms when they come because we we cannot foresee them, uh, but what we can do is have something that can weather whatever happens, uh, whether it's uh, straightforward health or effects of wars and uh, crises in other parts of the world, Uh, agriculture and fisheries and forests. When you talk about these things, uh, it also reminds us of our responsibilities towards uh, climate change. And we have to have sustainable policies to make sure these areas we want to diversify into do not unfairly hurt the areas that we are trying to uh, save and uh, sustainably use when we consider climate change.
0: Rugby league fans came out in full force in South Auckland's Otahuhu to rally behind the Kiwis and Matima women and men's teams. The community event celebrated the return of Rugby League to Altero Shores as the teams joined fans ahead of the double header at Auckland's Mount Smart Stadium. RNZ Pacific reporter Susana Suisuki has the story.
4: Hey, <laughs>
5: Auckland's Tongan community are in a patriotic mood with red flags being flown on cars, fences and houses throughout South Auckland ahead of tomorrow's game between the Kiwis and Matema It's a welcome relief for many Tongans traumatised by January's volcanic eruption that devastated Tonga. Matema Atonga captain Sioshiwa Taukeaho says the team wants to lift the spirits of the kingdom.
4: You know, the least we could do is come together as a team and play some good footy, um,
2: show them how how, much, um, you know, how important they are to us by playing good footy, um, representing our families and our people back at Tonga. It means a lot, um, especially for the people back at home. Um, they look up to a lot of the players here. Um, like I said, hopefully we get the win because uh, that wouldn't be for them.
5: Matema A Tonga supporter Julius Veer says no other country matches Tonga's passion for their sports teams.
2: Just our passion and pride. I don't think any other country matches our pride when it comes to our country. You see every single Tongan out here and that's just our pride in us. That's the Tongan in us.
5: Tomorrow's game will be significant for Mele Javier as her daughter Eleanor Javier will make her debut in the Tongan Women's League team. Eleanor's grandfather, Sione Fakalata, says it's been a long while since the Tongan community felt a sense of loto Fana and that it's time to
4: celebrate. When you really mean what you want to do and you're all heated up and you're hot and do anything to celebrate. Um,
5: Sione says out of all games or sports, Rugby League suits the Tongans. Towards the end of the event, Matema Atonga Centre Moses bangay thanked the crowds on behalf of his
1: team. Thank you all who came out uh, earlier uh, to stay and help support the team. Uh, it's been two years since, we, since we've seen you all. And I know uh, the new boys and the boys that have been here in the past are really excited to go out there Saturday and, and beat these Kiwis. We've uh, been training really well. So maro,
5: the two teams will play each other tomorrow afternoon at Mount Smart Stadium.
0: Aotearoa is celebrating its first indigenous holiday, Matariki, the Māori New Year. It's the first time it's been marked in New Zealand as a public holiday. Matariki has been celebrated everywhere from Hawaii to Tonga since Pacific ancestors navigated the stars. I spoke with Pauline Smith, a member of the Polynesian Panthers, about the significance of Matariki to Pasifika and how Aotearoa is finally reflecting and acknowledging its
3: rich history. Matariki, from the perspective of being a panther, it's all about acknowledging tangata whenua first and foremost, so acknowledging their position in this land and that first and foremost their knowledge and their worldviews um and their um culture is number one so Matariki becomes part of that because now that we're celebrating it as a national event um i think that's just amazing so yeah acknowledgement of tangata whenua is most important priority
0: yeah absolutely do you think this is something that pacific people in new zealand can relate to
3: (laughs) i think for Pacific people as navigators of the Pacific and you know that knowledge of using the stars and using the tides and the waves and um, you know, particularly the stars as a navigational tool. I think there's a deep connection there between Tangata Whenua and Pacific people. So I think absolutely there'll be an acknowledgement and just a kindred spirit around the importance of Matariki and what it means
0: You are also the author of the Dawn Raid book. I would love to ask you about being a Southland author. And there's a documentary that the Panthers are releasing. And it has to do with the Dawn Raids. But there was mention in this documentary about Matariki. But there's a nice little link there. So I'd love if you could share with me about your book and about the significance of recognising moments in history.
3: Yeah, so um, the book Dawn Raid, I I wrote that because I was lecturing at the teacher's college and I was really surprised at how little knowledge people had of that history. So teaching a Pacifica paper, I really wanted to do something about that. And it's quite odd coming out of somewhere like Southland. But um, I am a Pacific person myself and this is part of my Pacific history. And I grew up not knowing anything about it until I became a lecturer at the teachers' college. So I just found it highly important that we needed to educate people. I thought if I wrote a book for children, then we're going to create a generation of people who know. And, um, yeah, I feel like it's certainly doing its job.
0: As a nation, we're really reflecting and looking inward, aren't we? And it's Mm -hmm. pretty significant to see that Matariki has been acknowledged as an important day in New Zealand history in terms of you know recognizing the importance of stars of navigation of tangata whenua and mm. I wonder if there will be any acknowledgement about going forward about the dawn raids in terms of a particular day or recognition would you like to see more Pacific dates recognized as well on our calendar
3: absolutely I think um, in terms of what the Labour government have done they've really picked up on that importance of New Zealand history like you know a lot of people sort of my generation grew up saying we learned about everybody else's culture and um, history and we never learned about our own so yeah big props to the government for making sure that um, one, our history is embedded in the New Zealand curriculum and also that um They're investing in people telling those stories. So, yeah, I'm really proud of what they're doing around um, setting up scholarships and funds for people to still tell the stories. I think, yeah, I think they've done a really good job around that. And I think we're going to see more of that. I know particularly for the Panthers, we've just been inundated with people, particularly schools, wanting the Panthers to come and talk about the history, talk about the Dawn Raids. And I think there's real richness in hearing it from the history makers so yeah i know up and down the country schools are reading dawn raid at the moment and i know particularly in auckland the panthers the ogs i call them they are just flat out going to schools and universities and educating to liberate so yeah there's, there's quite a movement of that going on at the moment and um, i just think it's fantastic There's been so many significant and important things that have happened over the last couple of years, and I just really want to acknowledge that, you know, we now have a um, a national holiday for Matariki. We had a dawn raid apology. I mean, the the government doesn't apologise often. I think that's really significant. Um, Yeah, I just think there's this real embracing, and I think we should all get on board with it and keep the momentum going.
0: Couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for your time. This has been a really nice talanua. Heading back now to rugby in New Zealand. Mate Ma'atonga's women's rugby league captain, Lavina Dauhalaliku, admits she was left overwhelmed when told she would be given the leading position. The coach of the Tongan women's team broke the news during the community event for the Kiwis and Mate Ma'atonga held on Wednesday in Otahuhu, Auckland. Susana Suisuiki spoke with Lavina Dauhalaliku, during the community celebrations,
5: can you explain to me how did you
2: feel when you found out that you were made captain for the NMT women's team? Okay,
0: we were up on the
2: stage, having fun, going all out, and when we came out, the coach pulled me to the side and he was like, "You're the captain." I was like, "Also, oh, I don't, I don't know what to say. Also overwhelmed, um, speechless, because this is actually my first time captain in a team, any, any team. So this is such a huge." Um, I don't know I just gotta stand up and be role model for the girls and for the time people and everyone yeah beautiful and so this is your first the first time you're gonna be yes. playing an international series um yes it, yeah this is my first time and how does that feel Feel. So I'm excited like I just can't wait to play like I just want to show like People, what I'm made of, that I'm um, I <laughs> Love it. When did you start
5: playing rugby league?
2: Um, I played league four years ago. Yes, so first time I played league, I played for Hawks. Main green east, Hawks, um, rugby team, rugby league team. That was my first time playing league. And, and why did you start playing rugby league? Um, It all started from my best friend, mum. So my best friend is Loretta, her mum is Ma. And she 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 was kinda try to like push me to go for league because she could like she saw something in me. But I didn't see it myself. So once I started playing, that's when I realised oh yeah, I love this game. And then I just keep playing so I'm so thankful that I have my best friend and the mom to like show me the pathway food. Yeah.
5: Oh beautiful. Yeah. And so, you know, women you you hardly see them in media and sports. Yes yeah, why is it important to you to um, represent females in
2: rugby? I think um, women, women are sh- I, like I think women are stronger than men. Women, they're moms. Also, they become rugby players. That's like, I don't know how to really say it, but I think being a woman is such a privilege, especially playing rugby. I want the younger, like, generation to grow up and just follow the same pathway, especially for Tonga. We got some few young, talented girls. We want them to follow the pathway. So that's why I think it's important for women to, like, yeah. Thank you. And
5: so, you know, when you came to the community event, like, how did it feel seeing everyone come out and full force to support
2: you? I think it just put more power in me. Like, it just encouraged me to, when I go out on the weekend, I make sure I play for Them, especially the men of our god, that's Beautiful why.
5: Lavinia. And for our New Zealand listeners, as well as our listeners out in the Pacific region, can you explain to them what loto mafana means?
2: Loto mafana means um, you're, you're, over, you're overwhelmed or something, is it? Loto is like you're strong inside, like when you step inside the field. Seeing all the crowds, all the red flags, you're right. just loto on You're already strong. Yeah. Just from that,
0: you're str- you're like you're ready. You're ready to go. The Matima Tonga's women's team take on the Kiwi Ferns at Mount Smart Stadium on Saturday. That brings us to the end of Pacific Waves for today. Remember, you can download us free to your device from Spotify, iHeart, or Apple Podcasts. And if you are using Apple, please leave us a rating so others can also find us. Vinaka <laughs> vakalevu.